Hey everyone, welcome to another week of Come Follow Me, a Disciple's Journey. Uh, in this week's Come Follow Me, we will be studying Helaman chapters 7 through 12. So this week we are going to be uh, focused on Nephi, who was the son of Helaman. Um, and if you recall, just to kind of catch you back up to speed, Helaman was the son of Helaman, who was the son of Alma. So Nephi's dad, Helaman, was the chief judge. Uh, for a short time. And then uh, also Nephi himself was the chief judge. He left just like his, what is it, great-grandfather Alma to go and preach the word because he had seen the wickedness. So that's that's the Nephi that we're uh, talking about here. And we're going to be heavily focused on him. And the reason why for that, the reason why for that, that was redundant, but the reason for that is uh, it seems that Mormon got his record that he's uh, sharing with us from a specific record of, of Nephi, probably. Um, because at the beginning of chapter 7, we get this little snippet from Mormon telling us that his source, his the record of, uh, his source record that he's pulling from changes. You'll see these little snippets throughout, you know, think back to maybe like Mosiah when we read about Zenith. And his people, there was this little snippet that said, hey, this is the re- from the record of Zenith. Mormon Mormon does a pretty good job. There are some times where it's, uh, it, it, it seems uh, his source record has changed, but he, and he hasn't said much. But for the most part, uh, where we get these like italicized, uh, we have them italicized. Mormon didn't italicize them, I'm assuming. I don't know, maybe there was uh, some sort of italicized uh, font for him. I, don't, I mean, he's... He's doing this by hand, chiseling in. Can't imagine he would do that, but maybe he did, and that would be funny. But anyway, we have it italicized, uh, and it kind of tells us that this this source record has changed. A lot of times, we when it happens, we ha- we get a different book. So like the change from Alma to Helaman to Third Nephi, and so on. And that's, that's kind of one way in which uh, Mormon tells us. And the way we have things separated out is that he's changed. Um, and even that can be, it's changed hands. The record, who was keeping the record or who was the main record keeper at the time changed. Um, obviously, he focused a lot on the large plates of Nephi, which was the history of the people. Um, but there are also these ancillary records that he's using. Like, for example, the the record of Zenith. Um, and... Then within the within the large plates, there are these different record keepers. And so Mormon, being a great historian and prophet, does a good job of letting us know that. So that's probably enough about that backstory here. That's We get the shift here, focusing on Nephi, his prophecy, his dealings with the people, um, and so on. So in chapter 7, well, that's I mean, like I like to do, backtrack here. How did we get here? Helaman 6. Basically, just as a reminder, remember, Nephites going the wrong direction, Lamanites going the right direction. I mean, that's basically the summary. So, in chapter 7, Nephi is going around, and he tries to go and teach some, teach people throughout the land, and he goes specifically to the north, gets rejected. He starts praying, and he's apparently has this some sort of tower, whether that's a literal tower or it could have been a, like even a mound of dirt that was built up and that that seems like maybe some Mesoamerican um, 
archaeology tells us that it could have been something like that. It doesn't matter. Some sort of heightened thing he's up on uh, next to this main highway that leads to the to the market. And so it's highly trafficked. He's right next to that, starts praying out loud, and people start to pay attention and listen to what he's saying. And they're like, oh, that's weird. And so then he starts to notices them, starts talking to them. Uh, some of the judges who are, you know, uh, corrupt and uh, part of the big problem in the in their land, they try to turn the people against Nephi. And Nephi's like, well, hey, well now, guess what? You guys are so bad. You want to know how bad you are? Well, your chief judge is dead right now. Go check on him. So they send out some people to check on him. And turns out he is dead. We'll get more into details in the next episode, but the the people they get sent, the people that get got sent to check on him, they get accused of the murder. They accuse them of being basically in cahoots, uh, conspiracy, conspiring with Nephi, so the Nephi could look like a prophet. Um, so they come back and they question Nephi again, and Nephi's like, "Yeah, look, it wasn't me. I, if I can even so look, I, I told you about the murder. I gotta solve it for you too. Well, fine." Uh, it was his brother. And Nephi then proceeds to tell them exactly what to do. Go to his brother, say this exact thing. He's going to tell you this exact thing. And it, then you say this, and he's going to say this. And then you say this, and he's going to say this. And then he's going to confess. And that's exactly what happens. So then all the people are astonished. And some people think, oh, he's God. And some people think, oh, he is a prophet. And some people think, that guy's loco. So just... It doesn't resolve the way that Nephi would would have hoped with the people, you know, recognizing him as sent from God and recognizing the true and living God. So he then is downtrodden and sorrowful and he's pondering about the, the welfare of his people. He gets this miraculous revelation from the Lord where he's given uh, a lot of trust and the sealing power. And as we move into chapter 11, we'll talk about what he does with that sealing power. There's wars and go- where there's wars going on, and he asks the Lord to stop the wars and send a famine instead so that people would have a chance to uh, basically suffer, but what the, and, and in hopes that that would drive them back to the Lord. Uh, it mostly works. Um, problem is the Gadiant robbers entrench themselves in the Nephite land, and we'll talk about that for sure more. And so the Nephites, they just um, can't quite get the the blessings of the Lord because as a people at at large, they are not righteous. They have allowed the the Gadiatans to sink their teeth into them. And so then in chapter 12, which... I think probably is uh, the capstone of this week's study. I mean, there's a lot to be found everywhere, just like there is in all of our studies each week. But chapter 12, there's uh, a treasure trove of, uh, of of knowledge and wisdom. It's uh, Mormon basically inserting his own synopsis of what's happening as he's recording uh the history of his people and him just saying how terrible people can be. And, but in, in so doing, he gives us some good guidance and direction on how we can avoid being terrible and how we can be humble and turn to the Lord and be, I mean, it, it, it somewhat echoes 
King Benjamin in Mosiah chapter 319, the, the, the natural man is an enemy to God. And just like in Mosiah chapter 3 verse 19, King Benjamin gives some ways in which we can put off the natural man. We can learn a lot in the same vein from what Mormon teaches in chapter 12. So that's that's the overview of what's going to happen this week. Here's my high level before we, I mean, getting into it in each episode. Here's my high level. My personal high level takeaways from the week are that we should need to focus on what is important. Uh, we need to focus on the things that are meaningful. I've had reason to reflect this week upon a talk that I have mentioned, I know, several times, probably throughout the year, uh, in different episodes. It's a talk from uh, then-President Uchtdorf called Of Things That Matter Most. He talks about slowing down, putting things in order. It is right in line and parallels uh, President Oak's uh, talk about uh, the same type of thing and called Good, Better, Best. Um, in terms of just prioritizing our life and putting the things that matter most first. So I wanted to read a quote. I read it last week, actually, in last week's episode, um, when we were talking about Helaman chapter 6. But to kind of continue my thought about putting things first, uh, putting first things first, I mean, and prioritizing, I want to read this from President Eyring. He said, God is forgotten out of vanity. Uh, a little prosperity and peace, or even a turn slightly for the better, can bring us feelings of self-sufficiency. We can feel quickly that we are in control of our lives, that the change for the better is our own doing, not that of God who can, who communicates to us through the still small voice of the Spirit. Pride creates a noise within us which makes the quiet voice of the Spirit hard to hear. And soon, in our own vanity, we no longer even listen for it. We can come quickly to think we don't need it. So, to connect that really to like what I was sharing with you, my own personal high level thoughts is from this week's study is pride and vanity comes largely from what we are focused on, uh, where we are looking spiritually, where, where are our spiritual eyes focused. If they're focused on the vain things of the world, if they're focused on things that don't matter, on things that don't matter most, then pride and vanity will will creep into our life. And as we read, and really I think in a very condensed fashion in the book of Helaman, the pride cycle, that's the start of the downfall, right? Is when pride and vanity start to seep in. And it, to me, start what starts that process is where we are focused. So from Come Follow Me Manual this week, it says, um, where do I want to start? It says, All of Nephi's efforts, preaching, praying, and performing miracles, and petitioning God for a famine, were attempts to help the people turn to God and remember Him. In many ways, forgetting God is a bigger problem even than not knowing Him, and it's easy to forget Him when our minds are distracted by the vain things of the world and clouded by sin. Um, And so that, like I said, my my own personal high level takeaway this week is is that what are we focused on? Because as we get into chapter twelve, that's basically what, what Mormon's lamentation of chapter twelve is: is that the people are so quick to forget the Lord, so easy and and fast to turn to their own wicked ways and to turn to Satan, 
and to turn to pride and to start, you know, chest thumping and saying, we're so great and so powerful and so good. And we, we did it all ourselves. We never even needed the Lord and, and for, to forget the Lord and, uh, remembrance is such a strong undertone of the, of these first couple weeks that we've studied, studied Helaman, uh, obviously chapter five with, uh, Helaman teaching his sons Nephi and Lehi about their names and why he gave them to them and then telling them to remember to build upon the rock of, of Christ after the foundation, right? And he's saying, oh, remember, remember my sons. And uh, we mentioned last week, in, also in chapter 5, that uh, Minadab, the Lamanite, remembered what he'd been taught. That's what helped turn the Lamanites to Nephi and Lehi and have any experience they have, uh, that they had. And so I think remembrance and remembering the things that the Lord has done for us and sharing that with those around us, sharing that with our children is, is a critical aspect. It's so, and it is so key in maintaining humility and faith on the Lord and um, combating worldly pride and vanity. And I think it's why the Book of Mormon and the prophets in the Book of Mormon so often were teaching their people and their sons and and Mormon, including it, was trying to ha- teach us to remember the captivity of their fathers. Well, why do you want to remember the captivity of the fathers? Because you want to remember that that's that's that, that was in the past. They're, they were no longer captive. Well, how did, and how did that come about? The Lord delivered them, and by remembering that and remembering that the power of the Lord is what did it, you combat vanity and pride so when we for, it's when we start to forget and that we when we no longer have our eyes single to god when our spiritual eye starts to look at something else anything else that pride starts to see, sink in and if we're looking at anything else and pride and it's is as uh spencer david kimball teaches is essentially competitive what that tells me is that pride means that we look down on other people. Uh, C.S. Lewis taught that pride doesn't isn't about having something. It's about having more of something than other people. And it's comparing. And it's you saying, I am I am better at this thing. I have more of this thing than that person down there. And you're looking down at them. And as C.S. Lewis also taught, you can't see what's above you, namely God if you are just looking down. Um, and so, again, high level, what do we take away from this week? Well, my personal takeaway is, what are we focused on? And how do we remember God so that we can avoid falling into this pride cycle uh, and just stay humble and faithful and focused on things that matter most? Uh, thank you all for listening. A quick shout out actually to my Irish friend, Shauna Douglas. As always, some great comments from her um, on the Facebook page. If you haven't checked those out, uh, come follow me, A Disciple's Journey on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, so anyway, yeah, shout out to you, Shauna. Thank you for your insights. I really love uh, reading your thoughts. Uh, everyone else, I love your thoughts too. Shauna just is a star at sharing. So share more and you get a shout out. Worldwide shout out, guys. Worldwide. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening. Hope you'll join me. Oh, last, last thing, just uh, just so you're aware, the breakdown of this week. I'm going to go over chapters 7, 8, 9 together. 
Uh, and then chapters 10 and 11 will be together, and chapter 12 will be its own episode. Um, so that's going to be the breakdown for this week. I hope you'll join me in the next episode as we talk about uh, Nephi and his pretty awesome uh, revelation and prophecy about the chief judge and the lessons that he's trying to teach the Nephi people. So I'll catch you on the next episode, and I hope to see you there.